0: What? <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> You got, got it. it.
2: Hello, Patriot people out there in the world. This is Andrea Eichmann here with the People's Patriot Project. Again, we are bringing you our weekly show um, that goes into the podcast form. We call this We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Every week we bring a guest, and many times we have a new musician, in this case, the whole band. Um, We like to share all the good and sometimes the not so good things that are happening in our world. This week, our incredible guests are Jessica Lynch and Red Dirt Redemption, and it's it's gonna be amazing. Uh, we have to call out some, Derek Iozio, you are here and ready to roll every time um, you've got your Catch 22 peer support. Um, always, always with you, always with us. And we need to mention Bourbon Battle Buddies, always here for us. Scotty Fraser, we got a lot coming up with Scotty in the very new near future. Uh, like two weeks, I believe there will be a lot more information uh, along the way. Uh, Contagion effect, Eric and Mike, you guys, <laughs> you guys are awesome. Jen Ford, J Mark Bailey, Janine, and the gang, you guys are all super amazing. I just can't wait. Uh, I don't know to meet all the rest of you in person, face to face, and let Peterson put his paws on you. Um, I see some comments already. I put the link out. Says streamyard.com/slash/facebook. That will allow us to see who's making comments so that we can, you know, treat you fairly and give you the attention that we want to give you. Um, You know, we do know why we get to do this. Thank you to the service members and first responders that have committed their time, sweat, blood, limbs, and family and their lives to give us the freedoms that we have that allow us to keep doing what we do daily. Uh, I want to say teaching is one of the big deals on the screen tonight. So um, it's usually fun and Um, challenging enough to keep us on our toes. And hey, we wear our green because we won't go unseen. And that is the motto of the day. And just really quick, I I know it looks like we have a lot of people checking in. You know, why do we do this live? People ask all the time. You already have it in podcasts. You can do podcasts all your life. Well, we do this live one on social media to create an awareness of the vast needs of our veterans and first responders and the things they are dealing with to create a network of organizations that are proactive boots on the ground force with us and the mission of supporting all of those who have served and then to create the resources and networks that will accommodate the unique financial needs to complete this complex mission of support so thank you shout out to all of you that have been there done that we are on episode like 173 right now and oh my gosh we got to go back over all of it because all of our guests have been super amazing and we just need to, um, we just need to lock arms and and make that net even bigger. So, before we do get started tonight, we would like to invite you to take off your hats, stand if you can, and cover your hearts, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance.
3: I pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> United States of America and to the republic for which it stands
2: one nation nation
3: under under God God, indivisible
2: indivisible,
3: with with liberty liberty and justice justice
1: for all I
3: did not get fired I can't get fired no one else will work with me so that's that's the way it (laughs) works is that? Let's get all these things fixed. Gabriel Wren, he's out there commenting. Uh, hey, look what we got, man. This is uh, exciting, exciting, exciting stuff. We've got a full crew on tonight. We are running. We got your six at six, patriot playtime. Uh, it is the 22nd of October. I can't believe we're running into October already. I swore. It was just uh, early June, but I guess this is what we're going to do. Guys, I've been anticipating this show for a chunk of time with uh, the amazing music and the amazing guests. Yes, every weekend uh, we have amazing guests, but uh, you you can't argue that this is just taking another step in another direction and and is uh, gone. I do want to do a quick call out. Uh, to Mr. Derek Iosio. I know uh, Andrea has already been talking about him, but uh, he has uh, mailed his book to us. And it's a little endearing what he writes inside. And I'm going to say right now we got Miss uh, Kimmer, it's Kimmer Gwinner, Kimmer on with <laughs> us, our guest from last week. But uh, Uh, Andrea, thank you. I really appreciate your dedication, support. Thanks for keeping us all straight. Derek Iozio, uh, and he is with Catch-22 Peer Support out of uh, El Paso. Um, The crazy, cool, fun part at the end here, he has in quotation, we know why we get to do this, and if you follow uh, our mission – that's what we start every show with. That's what we start every event with. We know why we get to do this. It is because of the amazing men and women who have given a drop of sweat all the way to their life to make sure that uh, we get to sit here and run our mouths because um, they were willing to sacrifice something for us, which is even even a more ironic uh, looking at who our guests are tonight. And... Uh, We've got a ton of people chiming in. Travis Partington, good to see you, brother. Uh, the Crut Singers, Peggy and Bobby out of Texas, uh, Operation Texas Strong. Uh, we got uh, Mr. Oleg Schlager here with the Chattel Foundation. Um, Grumpy Snipe, not new to us, brother. Thanks for reaching out on uh, on YouTube. Um, It's exciting to see these people coming in. Gabriel Rand, we know you're here. Uh, (laughs) Miss Winter, um, it's just the list keeps going on and on. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And uh, you know what? The best way to get the message out and the foundation of making sure um, our green doesn't go unseen is by liking, sharing, and uh, get your families and friends involved. Uh, We will have a call to action later on in the show. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Crochet, what do you have in the news, brother?
4: Uh, uh, so the month of October is super busy and I'm super laggy. So I don't know if y'all are getting all this, but, uh, um, we got a lot of things going on month of October. First of all, it's breast cancer awareness month. Uh, the national breast cancer foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes, uh, innovations and research surgical options, Clinical trials give women many more options, and with early detection, the survival rate goes way up. So doing self-exams is a very important part of that early detection. Um, Country Music Month. uh, It's celebrated in October. President Richard Nixon proclaimed Country Music Month, and October was picked by the Country Music Association. After classical music, country music was one of the first genres to become popular in American music. It was developed as a mixture of church music, folk music, and blues music in the southeastern parts of America. Um, October is also emotional wellness month. Mental and emotional stress can translate into negative physical reactions, a weakened immune system, and poor health. Emotional wellness refers to our ability to process feelings in a healthy and positive way and manage the stress of everyday life. If you feel stressed or overwhelmed, Try a soothing activity like meditation or yoga to slow down and clear your mind. National Depression Education and Awareness Month. Um, This is designed to teach us about the signs, the symptoms, and treatment options for depression. It also lets all of us know that seeking help, either from a counselor, a trusted friend, or someone in the community, is a sign of hope and strength, a listening ear, a comforting hug, empathy, and asking questions without judgment can go a long way to comfort others. National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. National Domestic Violence Awareness Month is recognized in October through educational events, community gatherings, and support groups. Uh, The purpose of the campaign is to remind everyone that ending domestic violence starts with one small action, whether that is seeking help or sharing resources. National Domestic Violence Awareness Month encourages those in abusive relationships to get help. But the month isn't just about learning about domestic violence, it's about doing something. Today, October 26th, is National Day of the Deployed. It is our day to say thank you to all military service members serving outside the US and to their families who keep things running at home in their absence. It's hard to imagine a more challenging military assignment than taking servicemen and women to countries all over the world, far away from home. Unless you know someone currently serving or have served yourself, uh, the sacrifices that they make throughout deployment are difficult to comprehend. And here are a few facts about the U.S. active military. As of the end of 2018, active duty service members totaled over 1.3 million. Uh, 36% served in the Army, 25% in the Navy, and 25 percent in the Air Force, 14 um, percent in the Marine Corps. Women make up about 16 and a half percent of active duty military. 45 um, percent are under the age of 25, and 8 percent, 41 or older. Um, half of the servicemen and women are married, slightly over half, and a small percentage, about seven percent, are uh, in dual military marriages. And these all present challenges um, that again you you probably wouldn't realize if you hadn't been there but uh, october 27th is navy day it's a uh, it's not a, an official rec- officially recognized at navy headquarters but it remains relevant to loyal navy supporters who enthusiastically celebrate the day year after year And navy day appears on the calendar exactly two weeks after the united states navy celebrates its officially observed which is October 13th, with uh, two days hailing the men men of the Navy in the month of October. October is a big deal for members of the armed forces who happen to serve in the Naval Naval Warfare Branch. Uh, October 28th is National First Responders Day, and it recognizes the heroic men and women who make it their business to take immediate action when disaster strikes. Think about 9-11 for a moment. Firefighters, police, paramedics, and more rushing to the scene of whatever emergency or accident occurred to offer you assistance or relief in any way possible. Uh, The wonderful folks, these wonderful folks perform dangerous and difficult work, and we appreciate all of their efforts in making sure we all get home to our loved ones safely. An estimated 240 million 911 calls are made in the U.S. per year, A fire department responds to a fire every 24 seconds. Uh, Emergency medical services take care of 22 million patients a year. And 100 firefighters die in the line of duty every year. Their sacrifices should also not go unrecognized, as they are a large portion of the reason that we get to, uh, can I say it? Lay our big fat heads on the pillows of freedom.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy.
4: <laughs> that's what we got right. for the news.
3: Um, and because it is country music uh awareness, is that that's not awareness month? Uh, country music month. Uh, real yeah. quick, I'd like to do a shout out. Uh, last year at this time, me and Andrea. Well, I'm just gonna do it. It's. Me and Andrea, uh, this is a huge contention of pride for me in my life. Uh, it was exciting. It was fun. I'm stalling because I can't find the button. But, uh,
2: so we spent was, the weekend in I wasn't Minnesota. planning on
3: doing this, but... I'm Mark Peterson with the People's They're Patriot Project. Surprised, and I'm Andrea Eichmann with the People's Patriot Project. <laughs> and we are live here in Nashville at the Josie Awards at the Grand Ole Opry. Tonight we'll be
2: interviewing several of the nominees for Josie Awards.
3: Come be part of the shock and awe. Patriot Pride. I don't know that I will remember all the names and all the amazing people that helped supported that. Um, but uh, we got to spend f- five days in Nashville and play six venues with some of the greatest artists in the country because they're all service members. And so um, I do want to reach out or do a shout out to Adam Martin and Blackbird Anthem and CW Wooten because we know that mm-hmm. they are up for awards tonight at the Josie Awards we wish you luck, guys, and uh, bring it home. Represent well. We appreciate you guys. Uh, I got chill bumps just because uh, I know what the atmosphere is like. I know what the the space was like. I knew – I mean, we got to – the Goldens are up for uh, musical group of the year with the Josies, and if you don't know who the Goldens are, I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> It's the Oak Ridge Boys Plus is what it is. Um, and uh, we have no business doing an interview with those guys, but uh, how exciting and fun! Uh, we really wanted to be in Nashville this weekend. Um, next year, and I hate, I hate, I hate saying next year. Um, we've got a lot of stuff in the works and we're excited about it, but we know that, uh, we know CW and, and Adam are, are going to represent well. So, um, we got these amazing guests here. We've got red dirt redemption. And I'm, here's a little, this is how much integrity is involved with these human beings. Um, I reached out to Mr. Peacock. Mr. Peacock, raise your hand. There he is. <laughs> and I said, Mr. Peacock, you're a veteran, and we'd love to showcase veteran musicians. And the next thing I know, we're doing a face-to-face on our on our StreamYard uh, kind of pre-interview, and he's got Ruben. Ruben, raise your hand. There's Ruben. And he's also a veteran. And I don't want to leave out our two other guests here who are part of the band, and something that has always been very novel in what we do is you guys are brothers and sisters to us, regardless if you served or not, you're part of the mission. And uh, Mr. Peacock, can you introduce them to us real quick?
5: Uh, first off, we got your 666. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for allowing us to come on. Can y'all hear us good? Are we good? Yeah. Mark, yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll Mark. If I could, I'd, my left, your right. I'm going to let them introduce themselves if y'all don't mind.
3: Let it roll. Absolutely.
5: I'm Chaden Beggs,
6: lead guitar. I uh, kind of pushed Jamie and forced him into this band and then give him an option. <laughs> That's fine. That's a whole
5: different story, though. We ain't got time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Zach Cohen, bass and vocals.
4: We all four of us sing a little bit.
5: Ahead,
6: um As y'all know, my name is Ruben Spencer. Um, I beat on the drums a little bit for Red Dirt over here, and uh, you know, I scream into a microphone a couple of times. Yeah, and what do you do? And what have you done? What have I done? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I'm a, I'm a prior Marine Corps. Uh, I was a 0311 infantry rifleman during my time, and uh, honorably discharged
5: now. Been home for a couple of years now, so. And uh, I'm Jamie Peacock. I did 13 years, retired medically, United States Army. And as you we sit, we're Red Dirt Redemption. And that's how we, we reunite on this front, and that's how we go.
3: Well, and that's the piece that I appreciated, uh, Mr. Peacock, is the fact that you're like, I am not doing this under the ruse of me. Uh, it's a we thing. It is what we as Red Dirt Redemption... And I and I want to applaud you. I want to, that that deserves an accolade because that's that's character. That's not putting yourself in front of it. And the whole time it was like, yeah. my my boys are with me by my side, and we're going to do this together. And I just appreciate you. Uh, we know some front people, not necessarily in, our, in this network, but that would take that and run with it. And like you guys follow if you want, but uh, the entire time you have one hundred percent. Said this is we're coming on as a group and and I appreciate you.
5: No, it's we're we're one sound man. I mean that's the way we got to operate. I mean, we we step to the mics, we step up, and you know, we we played a pretty big show yesterday. Uh, Probably the biggest that we played. As we sit right now, I know we're getting into it a little bit, probably ahead of game. And I look, I'm always that mule that gets ahead of the carriage. I've always been that way, and I've been as in that way in the army, and I always will. But we, we've only been a band as we sit for three months. And we went in front of, I, I don't even know the final count, but three thousand. how much?
1: Three
5: About 3,000 people yesterday, and we did what we did. When we step into that mic, I, I got the mentality of 50% is going to hate me, 50% is going to love me, but if we don't give 100%, then they're not going to get that. The odds are going to be skewed. So I we we have to step as a group, and we lead as a group, and we deliver as a group.
3: Well, we appreciate you we're excited to hear more uh, and we're excited to have you in the network in general and uh, we'll see where this all goes we love That's it but I
5: appreciate you all yeah
3: miss Lynch thank you for your patience <laughs> who the hell are you <laughs>
1: good question. Good question. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Um, Hi, guys. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, Definitely. I mean, I think first and foremost, to answer your question, I am just a mom and a teacher and a former soldier, but um, definitely uh, enjoy being here. Thank you. This is such
3: an honor. We're excited to have you. Uh, We got a brief moment before show to kind of pick your brain a little bit and, and see. Um, it's kind of a piece where we just got to tear the bandaid off a little bit um, to what does March 23rd, 2003, what, what's that day mean to you?
7: Yeah. So that was the day that, um, so, so kind of back. Um, So March 20th is actually when we deployed um, crossed over into Iraq. So, uh, I mean, Honestly, we we assumed everything was going to be good because, again, our mission was just to go to north to Baghdad. And then once we got to Baghdad and then, you know, we would separate and kind of um, everyone split off because at this point we are with other units, um, just a different branches like everyone was just combined as we crossed over. Um, but yeah, so March 23rd occurred and, uh, unfortunately we were hit in the city of the Nazarea. So that morning was very early. Um, so it, it was definitely a day that will stick with me for the rest of my life. Um, unfortunately, but I am just thankful that I am here and that I can continue with this life and be able to, um, talk to other veterans, talk about the PTSD that I've experienced or. PTS now (laughs) that they call it Um, since they drop the D off of the end. Um, But yeah, it's, it's something that I will probably never, ever, ever forget. Um, So I enjoy going in and talking about what, um, what I went through, but also keeping the memories of uh, my fallen uh, comrades still, still here.
3: Awesome. Do you remember, and this is, I know you do, uh, but do you remember the names and do you share those names?
7: I do. Yeah. I mean, so there was nine that was actually in my unit. And then there was two others that kind of connected with us um, who unfortunately just happened to kind of get brought into the uh, ambush with us. Um, but yeah, those are, are there uh, comrades that I served uh, thankfully, that I got to uh, get to know and and serve with for, you know, the year before we actually got deployed. Um, Most of us were extremely young. Um, I was only 19 at the time, but there were there were a few 18-year-olds that was with us at the time as well. So um, yeah, it was a very young bunch that uh, just got out of basic. Most of us were kind of very fresh into our military career. So yeah, I think that's something that you just never, never forget. I think when they talk about that bond and, um, you know, connection that you make with others it's it's absolutely it's true it's uh even with a very short term that i got to know most of them it's something that you just never forget
3: there's so much more that i want to talk about here and in, in again the the pieces of what's your takeaway we're going to save that for for later down um in the show um what does april 1st mean
7: so April 1st, yeah. So that was a day that, to be honest, I did not think was going to happen for me. Because, um, uh, you know, to kind of, again, kind of like what he was saying, jumping around. But I mean, I think there there was times during my captivity that I didn't think that I was ever going to make it out of there. And not even, you know, just the rescue aspect, just, just because of my injuries were so severe. And people look at me today, 20 years later, and they're like, oh, you know, you look fine. You look, you look, (laughs) you look normal. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But it has taken me 20 years to get to this point. Um, and again, there was a lot of, uh, even just physical injuries, not even just talking about the mental, but the, the physical, you know, I had my back broke at the fourth and fifth lumbar. My, uh, right arm was snapped. Um, my, um, see, I had a head laceration. I had several cracked ribs. My left femur was, uh, surgically removed. My left tibia was, um, broken by a metal pipe object that they had. And then my right foot was, uh, completely crushed. So, I mean, just a little bit of everything. And then of course, all the neurological damage that I had going on, um, I laid there. I didn't, I couldn't feel anything from my waist down. So I didn't even know if my legs or limbs were even still attached or working because they kept me covered up with a blanket. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things going on. Um, but then on top of that, I didn't, uh, eat or, uh, get anything to drink for the nine days. So, um, just a lot that went into it. And I, of course, all the anxiety and, you know, you just didn't think that, that, that day of April 1st was ever going to happen. Um, And I, and I didn't, I honestly didn't, but I'm so glad that those men walked in there that day. And, uh, and I will never forget one of them ripping off the American flag off of his uniform. And uh, he placed his, his uh, flag in my, in my hand and said, we're, we're Americans and we're here to take you home. And I remember just, you know, being all corny, I guess, and, and saying, yeah, I, I'm a American soldier too. Um, So I was very appreciative and uh, thankful that they were there to get me that night. And then of course the, the long journey to make it back to, to Germany and then to the States. But yeah, so April 1st means the world to me, even though it was, uh, April Fools and, and everybody back home thought it was an April Fools joke, but...
3: Oh, how uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any concept of time while you're... Not, not at all. And no, so- no, no,
7: no. Yeah, I mean, because leading up into... Um, so, like, I remember, obviously, March 20th, because um, we were still stationed in, in Kuwait that time. But uh, once we crossed over into the border um, and then... So the first day we traveled, everything was fine, you know, no no problems. But then by the second day of being in I, in Iraq uh, is when we got lost. Um, so we got separated from the rest of the convoy. And at that point, uh, there were 20 or sorry, 33 of us in 17 vehicles alone, you know, again, separated from everybody, lost communication, lost um, GPS. So, so, I mean, we just had absolutely no timeframe of anything um, just kind of out there literally on our own. Um, But we watched as the sun went up and the sun went down and kind of gauged it by that. But even us, I mean, we were just kind of out there. So then once I got taken and then of course, absolutely no idea because it just felt like forever, like the days just kind of drug on. I was afraid to sleep. I was afraid to, you know, close my eyes at all, even though I was completely just, you know, drained mentally, physically, all of that. I was just completely out of it. Um, but you you did my I did my best to, to kind of stay alert, watch my surroundings, figuring out what was going on. But yeah, it was it was hard to <laughs> timing. No,
3: but it was completely gone. Did you have anyone in your space that was helping, helping you in any way?
7: No. So from, uh, with my unit, uh, we, like I said earlier, there was nine that were uh, killed from my unit, two from another. So 11 altogether. But um, then we had five others who were also captured, Um, but they, were able to walk to get around um, kind of unassisted. So they were all uh, taken uh, prisoners were together while I was uh, separated from them. So I was completely alone. um, Absolutely nobody with me. The Iraqis that were with me, there was only one. And he was a guy and he could uh, speak kind of what I, I consider kind of broken English so I could understand bits and pieces of what he was trying to say to me, but, um, obviously we couldn't carry on a full conversation. And I mean, let's face it, they were our enemy. So I I didn't obviously put full trust into them, but, you know, after a while I kind of did have to rely on them because they were, you know, after a while, honestly, they became kind of my, um, I don't know, guardians, I guess you could, you could say. So they, they kind of became my protectors of, of, of what was going to happen to me and, and whether they kind of turned me over or did bad stuff.
3: And I'm, and I'm sure that's running through your head the entire time is I have no control. I am not only my prisoner, I am, I'm wounded to a level that I can't assist myself and, um, no food, no water.
7: No. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, wasn't fed anything for the, the nine days that I was, was captured. Um, they did eventually give me, uh, like four ounces of orange juice. Um, for the proof of life video that they took and uh, broadcasted. So they did give me a little bit of orange juice. But obviously, by that point, I had already went days without having any kind of, you know, liquids, water into my system. So I was already dehydrated. Um, So when they rescued me and I mean, I went in about 100 pounds anyway, so I wasn't that that big. But, um, when I was rescued, I weighed about, I think they said 76 pounds. Um, so again, a lot of it had to do with stress and the anxiety part of it. But again, you know, yeah, I just wasn't uh, given any kind of food or uh, water.
3: Resiliency. Um, Resiliency. We'll pick up there. This is uh, this is an odd break uh, only because we need to. We need to pay attention to our other guests, and uh, we we'd already I already warned Mister Peacock of this in the fact that we had the same kind of conversation last week, where there's no good break in this. There's no great time to do this, and I'm sure they got like amazing hard charging. Let's celebrate life, kind of music ready for us, ready to go. And, uh, and we, we've got someone who is like at this moment in the historical position, broken, have no idea what's next for them. And the only hope they have is that their captors might have a little bit of leniency for them. And that's, that's where we're at. Hey, so run with it. Uh, red dirt redemption. What do you got?
5: All right. We'll, uh, we're gonna bring you our the first song that I wrote, the first original that we released, uh, "Chasing White Lines." We'll see. One we we sent you. See what y'all think about it. Y'all go with it. Yeah. Let's get set
3: up real quick. All right. Chasing white lines. I probably could have given him a little bit of a heads up on oh, this. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey,
3: do it. Reset. Go. A little background. I mean,
5: you know. One of our hardest things that we had to deal with, and with veterans, is the opioid crisis. You know, they don't hear. They don't hear me at all.
0: to try to kill me, yes, that's my cause I'm chasing, chasing, life. do I... cause I'm chasing. chasing. My them deserts sitting in a tank? IEDs are buried too deep, remind me to give them thanks. Being physically and mentally scarred comes with a price. I pay my debt to death through numbness and sacrifice. Chasing White Lines When they're on the highway, one will feel time. Both are trying to kill me. Yes, that's my heart. Because I'm chasing. Chasing my life. Because I'm chasing. Let's go, Chase.
3: Um the first time I heard this song it it put me in that place where it's and I I can't think of I I told you the song the other day and I I I can't remember what I told you but it's that that driving rock later 70 driving I love it it's and we don't get a lot of it anymore and it's got some dirt in it I wonder where that comes from <laughs> Must be that red dirt of Texas or something. Huh?
5: Regional, you know, the region dirt.
3: Having a hard time hearing you, brother. You got me now. Yeah.
5: Uh, yeah, it's that regional dirt. You know how it is. Regional.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where Where does the name Red Dirt Redemption come from?
5: Man, you know, red dirt. It's just like I said, it's a regional thing. I mean, you gotta go out here in northeast Texas and Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana. You got red dirt, you got sugar sand. It's just everything. The redemption comes from is I mean, the knowledge of music in this room right now. We all got we're all on a redemption road, so we're just pushing, we're going, we're there's no hold back. So it's either you jump and land in the water and you swim, or you drown. We're at that point where we're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not drowning. We don't take that.
3: Tell me your message in your song. I mean, you gave a little prelude to it, but what's your message? What do you want people to get out of it? Man, I,
5: when I wrote that, Mark, we, uh, you know, the opioid crisis hit the, the vet community really hard. I was a victim of it, but I was my own victim of it. You get what I'm saying? I don't put nobody on blast set for me. And if I can get the message out there, you know, that sometimes you, you can lay that down. You can put it down. I know it hurts, but that's what I was putting into it. I was in throes of all that. And when I put my pills down and I left that best friend behind, <laughs> I started seeing life again, you know, but I was in the throes of it when I was writing that music. And it just that's what came from it. I wrote that song like three years ago. And this one over here, the you know, it was trying to tell you the story about pulling me out of the shadows to get in this band. I showed him this song, and he was like, Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're doing that, <laughs>
3: we're doing it. I said, Okay, let's do it. We appreciate you. I, that's uh, yeah. We talk to people all over the country, and we talk to our brothers and sisters that have been, uh, they go to the VA, and they, they get their help, and they get their assistance, and for so many times, they are putting on these these cocktails. Now, uh, you, you've found this, and I'm hoping, found the strength through yourself to say, you know what, there's something bigger and better out there for me. And the, we know that there's a lot of our men and women. I am not ever going to say just drop your stuff, and, and, and I'll never say that. Um, but we've heard the conversation of many of our brothers and sisters that like, I just had to do it for myself. And um, I've seen some, some good progress, but at the same time, please talk to your doctors before you do that. I know we're talking two different things here. Uh, one is uh, prescribed. One wasn't prescribed. Uh, I know men and women are doing what they can to lessen that pain, both that emotional, both that physical. And uh, you'll use whatever tool it best fits you. I um, know what also helps that is uh, reaching out to your brothers and sisters and have them come by your side and be with you and um, do the steps, man, do the steps. Um, that's not, referencing any other thing other than uh, one step every day and uh, making sure that uh, we get to talk about it tomorrow. That's, that's it. Again, call to actions coming up here, but um, Miss Lynch, were you aware you were in the process of being saved? Is that what it seemed like? Is that what it felt like? Or were you just kind of in your own space and (laughs)
7: Yeah, so honestly, I didn't know what was happening at that moment. I'll be honest. Um, I knew that when I heard them yelling, where is Private Lynch? Um, And even though it was in English, I just honestly, I had no idea what was happening, um, because I was kind of locked in this little tiny room um, with those two Iraqis kind of guarding me. So I, I didn't know. Didn't know what was happening on the outside of those doors, but I knew that when I heard my name that I was kind of the target, whether this was going to be good or bad. Um, But yeah, once I saw them kind of standing there next to me and, you know, talking to me in English and me understanding everything um, it, it kind of hit me that, Oh my gosh, this is, this is actually happening, but there was so much chaos just everywhere. I mean, there was, you know, bombs exploding and on the outside and, you know, they're trying to do the whole diversions and, you know, getting the attention focused elsewhere that it was just a lot happening. And um, it was, it was a lot for me to take in. Like it it was hard to, to kind of stay focused of, you know, here, this is what we need to do. But once I reached the uh, helicopter I, I don't remember too, <laughs> too much about anything like i was completely kind of out of it um because i at that point i knew that i was in good hands but they also kind of you know sedated me to I'm to make sure me a little there was
3: bit a right there by your side and yeah. uh could have assessed um <laughs> a nine day old eight day old injuries and uh knew that they you were probably you were in trouble weren't you
7: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was not, it was not good for, for a while. I mean, obviously I knew that I was going to be okay. Um, but it was a, it was a tough, tough recovery at the very beginning. Um, not only was I completely drained and just had nothing in me to give, um, which is it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's mentally, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of overcome. Um, so I, I fought it with all that I could and kept that, you know, perseverance and, you know, just that upbeat attitude of, okay, I, I can do this. So I just endured, you know, probably the, the worst things that I have ever gone through. Um, and I knew that now it was, it was going to be okay. It was just now kind of focusing um, the attention on physical therapy, those uh, surgeries that I kind of really was put through the ringer those very first few days that I was in Germany. Um, but again, it was mainly the back surgeries, the leg. Uh, they took out the infected rod that the Iraqis had put in. So once they removed my femur bone, they replaced it with a 1940s era rod. That was too long for me. Um, so and And of course, it wasn't sterilized. It was it was dirty. Um, so once they placed that inside of, you know, my leg, uh, it caught a severe infection. So, um, at one point the Iraqis were actually going to amputate the the leg to kind of save it. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of, a lot of surgeries, a lot of trying to get me back to, you know, just a healthy attitude and, um, mindset of, you know, what I, I, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And, and that's where I'm at today. You know, I, I know that I was saved for a reason back then, um, because everyone else in my, um, not my unit in my vehicle. So there was five of us in the vehicle, but, um, the four men, uh, or sorry, the three men were all shot and killed. And then the driver, which was my best friend, female, uh, she was, uh, she was, uh, sadly, killed by a head trauma. So, I mean, yeah, I could have very easily also not made it. Um, But yeah, I know that I'm here for a reason. and, And that's kind of where my attitude is today, is to always try to keep, keep upbeat and, and again, spread that message of, you know, awareness of, you know, whether it's opioid, like he's talking about, or whether it's, you know, PTSD, the 22 a day, it's just all really combined into one lump that, that sadly takes our military away from us, our veterans away from us today. Um, so, yeah, that's where I try to keep a mindset is just strong. And uh, because it was it was weak in the very beginning when I was rescued.
3: Do you ever get tired of telling the story? Like, I just want to I just want to move on and I just want to be I just want to be Jessica. <laughs> you ever-
7: no, actually, I mean, I guess I do to a point, but um, no, I, I guess, you know, it's been 20 years now since that happened in t- 2003. So obviously 20 years later um, in the very beginning, I did because I just wanted to be left alone. I didn't didn't want to. I didn't seek out or, you know, I didn't do any of that for that attention, although I was kind of dropped into the the limelight. Um, but yeah, I mean, now it's 20 years and I've kind of accepted of who I am and, and how I've heard so many others say, you know what, you inspire me. So-and-so inspires me. Um, how can I, you know do what, what you do, uh, whether it's, you know, getting up in front and talking about it, or just uh, going through physical therapy, or, you know, any kind of help that I, you know, I can provide to others. I'm glad that I'm in this position now. I mean, obviously, back then, I would have gave anything to not be where I was at. But, you know, it is it is what it is at this point. And I've uh, chosen to accept it and continue to make the, the most of the situation.
3: And again, I, I'm, there's questions I'm not going to ask. And there's questions because we did pre-show uh, just kind of let the audience know a little bit. And it's, how does the, how do, how do you want the world to identify Jessica Lynch?
7: <laughs> yeah. So um, kind of like what we were talking about before. Yeah. i am a um I'm a teacher, so I did go back and got my I did go back and get my uh, education degree, which I absolutely love. So that is something that I hold dear and, and true to my heart is as being an educator, but also a mother. Um, so I, I wear many, many hats. Um, obviously, motivational speaker is one of them. But um, I think that I will always be known as a uh, former <laughs> repatriated uh, Jessica Lynch. But um, you know I, I take it with a grain of salt and uh do the best that I can and and continue to to live the best life that I physically can and and that's for my own personal being not not for everyone else but I know that you know this is something that I still need to do um but yeah so it's it's a, it's the a, a thousand different hats that I all I wear all at once but I think that I'll always be known as a former p o w Jessica Lynch um but yeah I... I'm I'm mother and and uh daughter first and foremost.
3: I love it. I love it. Um so you're saved on April first. When is the day? When is like the light bulb goes off and you're like finally I'm gonna make it? Things are good. I mean, someone probably gave you your first cheeseburger, right? That's <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, actually, um so I turned 20 when I was in Walter Reed um kind of recovering. So in April, in late April I guess I should say, of 2003 I turned turned 20 years old. Um and I think at that point when they let me have a birthday cake is kind of when I was like, "Oh. All right, see, I was given this opportunity to to continue on with another birthday. I am truly blessed." Um but I think that's kind of when I was like, I'm I'm going to be okay I'm, I'm officially I've made it I'm, I'm okay <laughs> even though you know 20 years later I'm still like oh now I'm you know 40 and I'm feeling it when you bend over and you're like oh <laughs> I can't be doing that anymore no that that hurts my back or my knees are out of place um so you know after 22 surgeries you start to feel the pain. <laughs>
3: You've lived through some per- significant adversity. And, again, I part of this makes me want to do, like, not a shout-out. And, again, I would never attack a brother and sister for, you know, the levels of their struggles in relation to your struggles. Um, at the same time, it's like, you know, some have given little, some have given a lot. And we have people that have struggles on different levels. What would you say to any one of them?
1: Yes.
7: And and I'm glad you brought that up because I that's one of the things I never, ever compare myself with anybody else. Um, I know that what I went through was pretty severe, but I know that it also could have been 10 times worse. Um, I am thankful that I at least have all four of my limbs still. I can see, you know, I'm... I do have uh, burn scars on me from you know the hot metal that uh, once we got hit by the RPG and the the metal um, kind of burned down through the the Humvee. So I do have I do have burn marks on me, but um, thankfully they're in places where I can can hide them. And and I do I wear an orthotic brace. I mean my legs aren't in good shape. I have scars all over me everywhere. But I mean even with all of that. I'm able to cover all of that up and I can walk around and say, you know what? I'm okay. I am physically, I may not be in the best shape anymore, but I'm here and that's what counts. Um, so I definitely don't look at anybody else and say, you know what? You should compare your story with mine. Um, because that's the last thing that I want to do. I know everybody has their own unique stories. Um, Everybody, I mean, you, me, um, our neighbors, whoever it happens to be, we all go through these obstacles and struggles in life, whether it's, you know, something, again, something is major or minor. um, And and that's just part of life. We're we're all going to face that. And uh, unfortunately, it's it was sad that mine was kind of broadcasted throughout the the whole world and uh, kind of made me who I am today. But again, um, you know, I, I know that we all have our our own unique and different stories and um, just because of who I am. I try my hardest to make sure that others know, you know what, I am an open ear though. So if you want to talk to me or you want to bring your troubles, I am always, always, always uh, willing to listen to, to what you have to say, because the last thing we need, like you were saying, you know, we don't want to lose any more of our, our good ones.
3: Absolutely. Guys, get ready for your next song. Okay. <laughs> Heads up. Q. music. I, I can get, I'm getting better at this. That's, it's um, what, what does your daughter think of this stuff?
7: Yeah, so I mean, obviously, she's grown up on on stages with me. She's gotten to go to plenty of events, so she obviously knows um, all about me and uh, also the ones that uh, were killed. So she's she's learned about them and and what they've done and their families. Um, she goes out to Arizona with me every March. We go out there for a memorial service to honor. Uh, Lori and and the uh, the others, um, and then that at that point is when we uh, get to meet up with some of the others from my unit as well as most of the former POWs. So yeah, she's she's growing up around around this. Um, I'm no one special. I'm just <laughs> I'm just mom to her. Um, her her friends are are pretty special people that keep her you know in line as well. So they they are good good friends to her as well to to me but yeah she's uh she's a pretty good kid we we raised her we raised her nicely she's she's got a good head on her shoulders
3: well I wonder where that comes from it's <laughs> seems like she might have a good role model I don't know.
7: <laughs> she does her dad's wonderful oh yes yes, yes. <laughs> No, I, I mean I am. I'm very blessed. Um, I know that we have done done everything that we can to kind of raise her good. And really quick, because I know they got to go on. But um, she wants to be a physical therapist uh, when she gets out of call, or out of um, high school. So she wants to go to be a special a uh, physical therapist because she wants to help um, patients like my physical therapist have helped me. So I thought that was really cool for a 16 year old. Well, actually she was younger than that, but you know, to still want to do that as a 16 year old, that's pretty special.
3: She's going to go into service. That's uh, I mean, that's yeah. the service is different for everyone. As long as they're putting it into, I, I, yeah, that's, yeah. you are a blessing to us. And so is your daughter. Don't go anywhere. We got more questions. I'm probably going to ask you, the hardest question of the night here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't put you in any kind of panic mode, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm preparing you. I, see, okay, <laughs> preparing the band, preparing you. All right, guys. I, got me. I, just, um, I almost hit remove. Don't remove them. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: got me. All right. What song we got?
5: All right. This is the second song that I wrote, and I I was bad. Like I said, I was battling demons, so we're just gonna knock these demons out. This next song we got is called "Jim
3: B.
0: Beer at 12. It didn't turn out well. Three or four had me on that floor. call calling a dinosaur. One couldn't hold a candle. To me, was drowning on handles. Yeah, starting that second shift. I was killing fists. 27, I returned from combat. Even there, Jim had my fan. Came with that little note. I love you, son. Keep your eye on that. let Ho, ho. Jack Daniels has that sour mask, while Turkey kicks my ass. But it's always seen, my best friend would be Jimmy. at 42, I did what I had to do, so I asked him to stop by. Jimmy Beam's always been there for me, but my eyes had to open to see that even best friends, yeah, they gotta leave. has that sour bass while turkey is my ass but it's always seen my best friend would be Jim I remember it being out of sight up there in the cabin, sat my day's pie.
3: Mr. Peacock, tell us the story behind that that song. We don't have comms yet.
5: You got me now, sir. One more. A little bit more. You got me now. There we are. All right. No, man. I uh. On top of my opioid problem i had a love obsession with jim beam that started at a really young age and i learned that it was a really bad thing to do so the song helped me i haven't really been drinking in probably seven years six seven years so i put the ball down and i seen life get better
3: Um, I think it's a gigantic piece that um, a bunch of many of our soldiers deal with. Um, I sadly have a, uh, a 23-year-old that uh, just got done with service, and he went through during the COVID time, and uh, I, he doesn't – just the stories. They – They did and had nothing else but to do but sit and be 18 and 19-year-olds, which I'm going to also reflect back something that Jessica said earlier, but 18 and 19-year-olds with little to no parental uh, (laughs) advisement, uh, and the same men and women had just gone through the same steps that they had gone through. Um, It's... I, I, I'm not going to say all people who have served have gone down those roads, but I know it's very accessible for them to to uh, be part of that that lifestyle. And uh, you didn't do anything, did you, Like that, did you, Jessica? No. No.
7: No. Honestly, I went. I was good. So okay,
3: you're one of the good ones. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I was not one of the good ones, uh, and I will openly say that, and uh, um, I concur. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
3: it is, um, so there is a picture, and, and I don't think I need to share it, uh, for the sake of people who have served, and again, I also think we're in a time and era in our lives where, again um, we, we feel pretty safe in the United States. I think, um, I, Jessica, did you ever think in a million years you're going to be taken captive in a a hostile war zone? Is that, was that something you grew up and thought about?
7: No, Uh, absolutely not. I mean, obviously I knew that that was a possibility when you sign up, you mean when you, when you sign up, you, you realize the risk. Um, but obviously, I never thought that that would happen to me. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of soldiers out there. What was the odds of it being me? Um, so, no, obviously, I, I never, never would have thought that that would be me.
3: So, I signed the dotted line in 1988. And I, again, I was 19. My son signed, uh, and he was 17, which, you know, he knew where he wanted to go, knew what he wanted to do. I wasn't a huge fan when he came to me and said, hey, I went combat arms. Well, you had other options, but you chose to do that, and we supported regardless. But um, I think people stop to remember that we are sending babes into this environment. And one of my favorite, for a terrible reason, one of my favorite pictures is uh, one of the boats getting ready to go. Uh, onto Iwo Jima, and there is a, a picture that um, is synonymous, and it just shares what is happening, and um, and that's the case with with Miss Lynch in a sense. But <laughs> I look at this picture, and I'm seeing babies in this picture, and this is what we've always relied on. Now. I'm not bringing this out for the purpose of saying, Oh my gosh, you know, we need to do things differently and blah, blah, blah. I'm bringing it out to, to, I know as a 19 and 18 year old, now that I'm in my fifties, whatever year that is uh, 19 and 18 year olds, aren't the brightest folks on the, on the planet. And um, they, they want to, I'm sure these guys would have been rather more excited to go play baseball than to pile into the back of a boat, get ready to storm uh, the the beaches of, of France and uh, and Iwo Jima, and so um, it just I the only reason why I'm saying it is I want to bring a perspective to people. Um, I know that everyone that this goes into combat, it goes into to these scenarios. I know is this stoic, metal chin human being that has a chest the size of a barrel and that's not the case. That's not the case. And it's on all sides. It's not just Americans. It's, it's everywhere. Um, Jessica, is there anything that puts you in the place of the most terrible, terrible times for you?
7: Oh gosh. Um, no, I mean, obviously, I think that was probably one of the most devastating moments was during the ambush itself. Um, again, because you just did not know what was happening, and there was so little of us against an entire town that it, it was it was hard. And then once we realized that you know it was lock loaded and and let's go time, um, but that's kind of the the moment when we realized that most of our weapons um, would eventually jam and we couldn't get them to <laughs> to work at all. So I think, you know, j- being fired at and not being able to protect yourself is one of the, it was scary. It was a, a scary, scary moment. And then, you know, obviously I was then knocked unconscious um, and later obviously taken as a POW. But uh, yeah, that's probably one of the I don't think anything in my life will ever top (laughs) that moment of, of that ambush.
3: What is your biggest takeaway?
7: Uh, With everything. I mean, in life, I think for me, it was, I knew at that moment. um, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I knew that, things could have turned out completely different but they didn't and for me I took it took me a little bit of time but I realized you know what i it happened all for a reason and I was able to kind of turn everything around um, because I could have very easily kept that mindset of, I'm injured and I don't want to do anything else for the rest of my life, but sat here in, in sorrow and pity and self-love and, you know, that rabbit hole that most of us have experienced and even non-military, but I, um, we all have done that of self-pity and, and not want to do anything and not want to wake up the next day. And um, so I, I think I could have definitely stayed in that moment in life and never gotten over it, but there was something within me that said, you know what, I was given this opportunity to continue on for a reason, live it the best you can. Um, And then of course, that's when I was like, you know what, the first thing that I wanted to do was go back to school. I want to be able to become that kindergarten teacher, which is the reason I went into the military in the first place. So yeah, I think that just kind of everything, it was just a moment of, you know, I don't know, looking at life and being saying, hey, you know, let's, let's change this all around and not stay in that moment of time back in 2003. Let's do something about this. Um, so yeah, and then here I am 20 years later with that mindset of, oh, we're still working at it. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have, you know, the greatest life that, (laughs) but I'm, I'm here and that's, that's what counts to me.
3: Have people reached out to you um, in regards to the situation in, in Israel and Gaza Uh, in regards, we're hearing about people being captive and held hostage. Are they reaching out to you?
7: Oh yeah, uh, obviously. I mean, i've I've had reporters for weeks now. Um, especially in the past week, it has gotten worse. Um, but once they started getting captured, um, taken hostage, that's kind of when it it really all started. But yeah, over the past um, week, it is <laughs> it has been a little crazy for my PR team. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's something that. I wish nobody would experience. Um, And I can only imagine what these ones, um, especially the two ladies, they just got released. So thank goodness for that. Um, They are, they're, you know, safe and uh, hopefully they, they don't have any long lasting trauma that, you know, most of us unfortunately have to experience, but yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that I definitely Uh, praying for them and uh, let's let's hope that no more become hostages and the ones that are um, they make it home safely to
3: their loved ones
0: yeah
3: outstanding this is what i'd like to do um i'd like to i'm going to ask a question to red redemption then we'll get set up for our, our next and final song we'll hear the song same question back to Jessica and then we'll go through our closing segment. Does that sound like a good good plan for everyone? What is next for red dirt redemption?
5: Oh, we're gonna be uh pushing to get collect all our stuff up and get an album out.
4: Fantastic.
5: That's short and sweet. I mean, we're gonna move, yeah. I mean, and for the next song, y'all good
3: with a cover. Always. Only if it's Simple Man, though. That's the only one we let. (laughs) The
5: only Simple Man we do is the Charlie Daniels version.
3: I'm joking. I'm joking. You can play what you want, brother. We're 100% okay.
5: We're going to get set up for you.
3: All right. Outstanding. Um, Jessica, what's next for you?
7: Yeah, so... I actually, um, I mean, other than having a completely full lifestyle as it already is, um, just having the 16 year old, obviously she takes up most of my time, but um, no, I'm working on a new book. We're going to have that released next spring. Um, So it has nothing. Well, I mean, I guess it has stuff to do with what I went through, but it's not like a follow up book. Um, It's more about kind of the upper <laughs> the the better side of of life now and um how things are going and so it's not really a follow-up but more of um kind of stories and things that are on more the positive side of um kind of i i can't even really talk i mean <laughs> i don't without giving too much of it away because i don't want to don't no, want any fine. spoils but um yes yeah, so we're working on that and um again it, it's not it's not a follow-up book of anything that that has to do with Iraq, but obviously it's it's my life. It's going to have bits and pieces of of that in there. but yeah, so it's it's been been crazy and again, just teaching and still going around and uh, speaking to audiences
3: so <clears throat> it comes in the form of a compliment, but at the same time, it's it's our our guest last weekend who, went through some some hell moments herself and at no time do i wish any of these things to happen to anyone in the world and um that's the hardest piece to to fathom and i i i get angry i get Hmm. i get angry i'm an angry kind of person to begin with and that's it is what it is and um (sighs) thank you for your resiliency. And um, I mean, at no point would anyone ask to carry this load at any given point. Uh, and um, I wanna say thank you for eloquently taking that load and, and, and carrying it for the rest of us. Uh, the reality is we don't have to carry that load because we have an amazing ambassador, not by choice, uh, it fell in your lap, and, and again, I'm sorry that that happened to fall in your lap. Um, and again, I, it's not a piece where I want to say <laughs> you're the perfect person for it to happen because that's not what that's not it either. It's, um, but for some reason, when the stars align, it, it is. It, it fits that finale type piece. And, um, I wish I could carry and take every piece of that away. So you don't ever have to have, uh, experienced it, but, uh, that's not realistic. And, uh, you are a blessing and thank you. And, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your continued service. Um, we have been blessed by you, Miss Lynch and, and what you've gone through. And, um, I hope that, uh we can find a way. Are you still interested in being an ambassador through this? I mean, if if we had an opportunity come uh, Veterans Day next year, would you be interested in being involved in something?
7: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I and I try not to overload myself, let's be honest. But I mean, absolutely. Anything that I can do to help, I am all for. I mean, and I don't feel entitled to do it. I don't feel like I need to do it. I do it because I love it. I love um, just being able to, one, be a voice for those that don't have a voice or can't um, find their own voice to do it. So, yeah, I absolutely I love being a part of, of projects, especially like this, that that are good. Um, so, yeah, absolutely.
3: I just think you're going to look good in green. That's uh, that's the main <laughs> thing. Uh, our green's not going to go unseen. And we know <laughs> why we get to do this. It's right. Red Deer yeah. Redemption, what you got? Got. All right, we're going to bring you Hurricane. Let's go with it.
0: Okay. <laughs> but it the Gulf Stream. I hear the southwest moan, bridges get lower, the shrimp boats are coming home, that old man down in the corner slowly turns his head, he takes a sip from his whiskey bottle and this is what he said, I was born in the rain. Train underneath that boat. I don't mind the strain of a hurricane, they come around every June. That high black water, devil's daughter, she's hard, she's cold, she's Yeah, nobody taught her, it takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans. They came down from Chicago, he gonna set that levy right. He said, needs to be at least three feet higher, won't make it through the night. For that old man down in the corner He said, don't you listen to that boy the water be down by the morning And he'll be back to Illinois I was born in the rain On that Boston train Underneath that Louisiana moon I don't mind the strain of a hurricane They come around every June i high black water, the devil daughter, she's hard, she's cold, she's big, and nobody taught her, it takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans, yeah.
3: Speechless, it it just constantly. You guys do it, you did it, you done it. Uh, you're appreciated. Um, you are going to get stuff done. Uh, we're excited to have you in the network. Um, thank you, thank you, all of you, for being here tonight. Um Pull the mic closer to you, brother. Yeah, we we lost the camera
5: on the the full angle, but we adapted and overcame. That's
0: what we did. I love it. I love it.
5: (laughs) Um,
3: Wow. (laughs) Way to end. I mean, that's let's just drop the mic and go. But uh, uh, our call to action. in our in our world today, we all have a device in our presence. It's this is simple. It's simple. Uh, We have conversations regularly. Uh, I I see people get upset and flustered and saying, you know, what can we do next? Uh, We've got 46,000 organizations in this country saying they're helping veterans and first responders. And uh, we've got 6000 veterans. Uh, committing suicide daily, or I'm sorry, yearly. That, that was going to be a bit rich there. I apologize. Um, do your jobs, first of all. Sorry if that sounds a bit aggressive, aggressive and gruff. Do your jobs. If you're saying you're doing it, do it. Uh, if not, get out of the way. Uh, there are amazing organizations out there that are getting the job done. And if you are creating, you know, our enemy at times creates chaos so that they can uh, discombobulate or dis disfranchise uh, or disorientate uh, the people that they're in combat with. Uh, if you are saying you're helping veterans and you're not getting it done, you're doing the exact opposite. And I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. Uh, I will gladly screen and field a conversation with any one of you at any given moment. Um, And here's the deal. If if it's a piece where, you know, you've lost energy, you you had the idea, you lost the energy, okay, we're with you. Just like Red Dirt Redemption comes as a force, we can come as a force as well. And uh, let's just get everyone on the same page. Um, Do not create the chaos. Do not create the havoc. Let's do this together. I, I, we've got amazing groups and people that were on tonight. The Chattel Foundation, um, uh, Catch-22, uh, Gwinner, the, the uh, Bourbon Battle Buddies, uh, Project Die Hard, uh, Chad Huddo. He's a comedian out of Texas. Uh, Grumpy Snipe. Thank you for being here, brother. Uh, We haven't ran into you in the past, but we hope to get to see you again. We hope you can come see us on every Sunday at 1800. Uh, Again, we do come every Monday at 1630 with the WeP3 Weekly Debrief. We do that uh, because everyone needs to have their pants off at some time, and that's when we choose to do that. That's not true. But um, Heroes Media Group with Adam Bird. Bobby Krutzinger with Operation Texas Strong. The list goes on. Thank you, brothers and sisters who are committed to being part of the process. Thank you, Jessica Lynch. Thank you, Red Dirt Redemption. Thank you, everyone that's been on the screen tonight. I do want to do a quick shout-out. A good, close, personal family friend from way back when. We got Miss Sarah, who's been watching all night long. Uh, Thank you, Sarah. Uh, You are a blessing to my world. Uh, sorry i'm taking that selfish moment but uh a little sister of a high school friend that uh, stumbled on and wanted to just share that she's watching and uh she thinks i'm funny and that's <laughs> <laughs> um gosh so much oh i haven't even gotten to the point um <laughs> it takes six seconds to text somebody and say i'm thinking of you thinking about you uh, do it by a six pack, 36 seconds. And again, I jokingly, and it's probably not something we should joke about, but I, I sit on the toilet longer than 36 seconds in any given day. So I, I know I've got the time. Uh, don't be selfish. Put Brick Breaker away for a second and reach out and say, I've been thinking about you. It may resurrect the conversation. Sorry, not sorry. Um, it may. I'm going to challenge you. Do that dark one. Um, do the one that you didn't think you could recover. Do the conversation. Um, I live with some regrets in my life because I let some people just waste away, and um, that's on me. And again, I get to carry that. I I've adapted, and I've, I've I. It is what it is. But don't let don't let people that uh, need to hear. The good word. Um, don't don't let us slip away. Six seconds. I was thinking about you. Our green won't go unseen, right? Uh, of course, we always love the... Shock. We are the shock and awe. We will make a difference. We will blow this up. We will be in your face, and we will make a difference. So what's our closing, Jonathan?
4: Um. I think the takeaway from the nights probably two words: persistence and resilience. Um no matter how bad it gets, one more day. one more day can change your life. One more day in your life could change someone else's life. So one more day
3: i I just I'm sorry i'm I'm breaking form. Jessica, was there a time where you just wanted to give up?
7: Yep. Absolutely. Um, because again, I had no one else to talk to or that I knew was even still alive or what had happened. Um, and then of course, obviously, like I said, there was all the just moments of hurt, physical hurt. Um, and then of course, obviously, when I got out of Iraq, it was, it was a lot of mental. Um, there was moments where I didn't think that I could continue on um, and I knew that my physical injuries w- would never be you know what I mean like would never stop me um but yeah I mean I, I think it's more about those mental and emotional moments that really kind of block you in your and uh just stop you in your tracks of you can't do this you're not strong enough and they try to break you down and of course it's all in your head and once you get past that then you're like you know what I'm glad I didn't listen. I'm glad that I had, like you said, other people to call up and say, hey, I'm having a bad day. Help me get through this. And I've been there. I have my own support system of people that I have to call sometimes daily, especially now that it's been 20 years. You know, those moments are are still there where they hurt you. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. I felt it when I was, you know, as a prisoner of war and I feel it still to this day, but I'm glad that I have, you know, people like you guys that I can reach out to. I've got, you know, people, family, friends that, that I know that I can reach out to and say, you know, slap me in the head right now because I'm thinking these bad thoughts help me work through them.
3: Um, thank you, Mr. Mello stay tomorrow. Does need you truth, truth. Jessica, do you want to do anything in closing or was that your closing?
7: No, I mean, honestly, I think uh, I mean, we've kind of touched everything uh, between all of us with the conversation. But I think uh, the one thing that we didn't kind of mention was that we still have uh, military men and women that are stationed throughout the world and, you know, even still here at at home, but they still need us. They still need our support, our prayers, our love. And we need to let them know that no matter where they are stationed, um, that they are not forgotten. And um, yeah, let's let's hope that they all come back home to their families.
3: Uh, a byproduct uh, that happens with this show. There is a slurry of uh, podcasters in the veteran world that, that follows and watches and listens. Contagion Effect. Are the guys, yeah? yeah if they, he, Eric has already said he's uh, reached out to you. Um, amazing guys, they're non veterans, so that's a, a great piece and touch. Uh, that 90% of people that uh they got skin in the game, Miss Eichmann. Oh,
2: so there's there's so much. I'm gonna start with the easy part. Um, just quick next week's guests, we've got. Michael Geary and Travis Partington of War, Um, We Are Resilient, which weirdly, there's the theme of the night resilience. Um, So, Jamie, thank you for bringing everybody in and to our attention. And I'm sorry that I missed Tuesday night. I was in conferences um, and I came in and you were gone. And so, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing Um, and kind of playing up on Jessica's words. Jamie, you're here today, too, to bring people in, to share your story, to share things through your music that people might not hear otherwise. And that's why you're here. And that's that's I don't know. I don't believe in coincidence. That's actually why you're here on the show as well, um, so that we can help get that word out there. And Jessica, you, too. I mean, you were chosen to bring this message home. And honestly, that 20 years ago was a time and place where it was needed. be heard it it needed we all needed to be shown a path of the resilience the strength of the um well first the shock right of what really does and can happen out there um but you're great your perseverance your strength brought you through it and i guess just using jonathan's words all over again but that is um thank you thank you for being here that is what we all need I, the whole time I'm sitting here, I teach seventh, and eighth grade, and I'm like, this is all we're doing tomorrow. Here's my class. We are going to watch this and listen to you and listen to some good music. And uh, Peterson goes on, but we'll we'll clip it a little bit. Here. I'm kidding. I got to take that shot. Um, and Red Dirt Redemption, you guys, you're awesome. And as I was watching, I'm thinking, holy crap, this sounds really good. And they make it look super easy. Like watching all of you right there like this sounds, is it fake? Are they playing? Um, so thank you. Thank you for showing um, and sharing with us. So, and then I just need to, um, Jeremy Daniels is always here. Um, he's always keeping us in line, reminding us that, um, you know, we need some humor, but there's seriousness out there that needs to be taken care of as well, which attaches to the, um military around the world, needing our love and support, wearing red. Um, thank you, all of you who chimed in tonight. Um, this was a very, thank you, very nice show. Very, um, I'm sorry I didn't say anything earlier, but Peterson, he covers most of what we're thinking. So um, it's all good. Thank you again, and I hope to stay in touch with you guys.
7: Same. Thank you, guys.
3: I. Uh... I want to preface that we've had uh, the two gentlemen you see on screen are the veterans of Red Dirt Redemption. Uh, They come as a team. They are forced together. They are all our brothers. We appreciate all of them. Thank. I can't see them. I know they can hear me. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on tonight. (laughs) We appreciate you. Um, It is. It's. It's like having the. (laughs) It's like. I'm a gunner. I was on. I was on guns. Uh, we loved our wiener roast after we got out of the field, and that's we're all together. That's the way this is. So make sure those guys know that. Okay, Peacock. All right. Um, a great piece of this is we are going to see these two gentlemen again. Um, we're we're going to set it up. There's some conversations. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, Ruben is going to let me bully him a little bit into being wearing more green more often. Uh, that's, that's what my plan is. We'll, we, we'll see if we can, this is called manipulation. Okay, Ruben, I'm manipulating you at this time. I'm mm-hmm. putting the whole world is going to find out and know that uh, you're my target and we are coming after you just so you know, uh, <laughs> we're some doors down just so you know, what's your closing guys?
1: Targeted.
6: Well, since I'm kind of on the hot spot here, but um, <laughs> I would say um, definitely keep an eye out for the music. We're we're always trying to really bring the focus to, to a lot of mental health things, telling stories, making people feel comfortable with being uncomfortable, uh, especially if talking about you know everything that's going on up here might be a bit hard, but. You know, we, my, my biggest goal, especially as a musician, I think I could speak for the rest of the band about this, is that we want to be able to create a great space where people could really come together and, through all these different messages of what we spread through the music and, you know, for all the people out there wanting to fight for themselves and, you know, some people are struggling to wake up every day. And my personal message is keep on fighting.
3: Keep on fighting. Love it. Thank you, all of you, for being on tonight. It, I've got the chills going right now. It's uh, We get excited. Uh, um, it's not often – I mean, I get excited every Sunday, but it, it's not often we find pieces and conversations in life that hold value and benefit a majority. And, um, again – I I had a conversation with another musician today. It's like, we get the chance to speak to the world when we're doing this. And uh, none of us are selfishly taking anything away from it. We're all giving. We're all giving. That's what's happening, man. We're all giving. Um, I do want to make a quick announcement. You will hear us tomorrow at 4.30, uh, the 16.30 window, Central Standard Time. The People's Patriot Project in Minnesota is the uh, the go-to organization hosting wreaths across America. We are so excited about that. Um, we you will get more information out in this next week. Uh, we there's 240,000 grave sites at Fort Snelling. Uh, only 10,400 are getting wreaths. We got to fix that problem. Um, Again, there's a way to help uh, other organizations while we are doing Raise Across America. We'll put that plan and platform out there. Uh, Come check us out tomorrow at 1630. Thank you, everyone, for being on. Uh, Our green will not go unseen. We appreciate you. Patriot Pride. I'm doing the classic stalling again because my buttons aren't where they're
1: supposed to
3: be. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>